welcome to Trust the Wizards podcast, episode 93. Lies of the 
10,000 Maniacs uh, with uh, Hello in there, written by John Prine, who unfortunately uh, we lost recently. Um, that uh, song is from this CD single of uh, You Happy Puppet uh, and was the first time I heard John Prine. If you want to f- hear a bit more of us talking about John Prine, go back to episode 7 from 2013. Uh, good evening. Welcome again to Trust Wizards Podcast, episode 93. My name is Truitt Sogar Banzo, and I'm joined tonight by my fellow wizard, Mr. Kicker of Elves. Okay, my first song uh, in the show is going to come from uh, a four-CD compilation that came out, uh, I think, earlier this year or possibly late last year. And um, this lockdown is is pretty shit for lots of things, but one thing it's good for is catching up on um, huge box sets. And this box set is uh, The Sound of Sheffield, 1977 to 1988, it's called Dreams to Fill the Vacuum. Uh, it's got likes of the Human League on it, early Human League, Pulp, Heaven 17, Clock DVA, that sort of thing. Um, but it's got some sort of rarities and odd songs on it. And a, and a band who I'd never heard of before is a band called They Must Be Russians. Uh, and I particularly like this song, which is called Don't Try to Cure Yourself. And it's very educational. The most widespread venereal disease is gonorrhea. It is caused by the gonococcus germ. Note that the two spherical bacteria are pressed together so that one side is flattened. The gonococcus is a rather delicate germ that dries up quickly and dies in the outside world. It prospers only in the dark, warm, moist recesses of the human body. Now look at picture number two, please. Now this one's the sneaky spirochete. The corkscrew-shaped germ that causes syphilis is so tiny that 3,000 of them laid end to end will measure only one inch. The spirochete moves readily from person to person by direct skin-to-skin contact during lovemaking and intercourse. It thrives in the warmth and moistness of the human body. Look at picture number three, please. This lovely creature is not a germ, but an insect called the crab louse. And these beauties inhabit the pubic hairs around the reproductive organs. And during intimate sexual contact, they transfer from the hairs of an infected person to the pubic hairs of the unsuspecting partner. Thus, a crab infection spreads in the same way as syphilis, gonorrhea, or any other venereal disease. Now look at the final picture, please. Thank you. 
Venereal diseases are caused by living germs that reach you when your body is in intimate contact with that of an infected person. Now, if you suffer from any venereal disease, don't try to cure yourself. A person who tries self-treatment for venereal disease has a fool for a doctor. Don't try to cure yourself. 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 Wise words there, I think you'll agree. Yeah, as you said, it was that was not what I was expecting. Um, uh, lyrically uh, very educational Um, I particularly like there's two things I well I I liked all of it let's be honest that was a great song but uh, I liked the fact that each time he said now let's look at picture number two or picture number three and then somebody would shriek yes just before they went into the louder instrumental section I also especially liked the guy on the backing vocals yeah, he was brilliant. Um, chip in every now and again. I like the yeah, yeah, pubic hair. Yeah, that was, that that's was, definitely my favourite. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, that that song was the uh, was sent to Peel. They sent it to Peel. I think it was 1980. It came out yep. as a single. I think it was the only thing they did. Um, right. They sent sent it to Peel with great hopes, and apparently John Walters liked it, but Peel refused to play it uh, <laughs> because it was too rude. <laughs> Which is disappointing, really. But we'll play it. Draws. <laughs> Wizards. So uh, if you go to uh, souterrain.biz, uh, S-O-U-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-E dot biz, it's a really, really good source of uh, new, original and obscure French music uh, all brought together. Uh, I, I, it's, all, it's all kind of, uh, you know, pay a, a quid or, or pay a euro or something, uh, all v- very cheap. Uh, and I've been listening to this album by a band called Carton, uh, as in Drinks Carton, uh, C-A-R-T-O-N, uh, which you can get from their website. It's called Le Havre, presumably named after the, the ferry port. And there's a bit down the bottom of the page. It's in French, so I'm going to translate as I go along. And uh, So it says something. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the writing on the bottom of the page says, I am ju- a cook. Uh, he's a cook, and he makes these little morsels of uh, music in his spare time now the album itself is kind of a bit like uh it's got a bit of an 80s i don't really like this term but it's a pop is one that people seem to use sophistipop uh which is like uh you know pe- pe- music that sounds a bit 80s sounds a bit like scruti politi aztec camera prefab sprout when they had too many Lindrums and and uh, fairlights on their music uh and arguably didn't make as good a records as they did before but they were more popular uh so and but this one it, it it doesn't quite this one's much weirder and doesn't sound much like the rest of the album and it's called sanguine <laughs>
So that was Sanguine uh, by uh, Carton or Carton from the album Le Havre or Le Havre. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Bandcamp is where you can get that. And Bandcamp, you look out on Bandcamp on the 1st of May. They're doing one of their days where all of the money uh, that, that you spend on there goes to the artists, not a single penny going to Bandcamp themselves. Uh, they did one of those about three weeks ago, two or three Fridays mm. ago, which was when I I blitzed it. I, I spent about nearly 100 quid that day uh, because I had so many things I've added to my wish list over the last couple of years and yeah, not yeah. got around to buying. So I just went right and swept up the whole lot. And uh, that, yeah, that was one of them, in fact, that I bought. Yeah. Well, while we're, while we're on the subject, and I'll uh, I, I can throw out a few recommendations that I've recently got from Bank. Oh, this is great, isn't it? You sit at home. Yeah. On the computer all day at work, yeah. you pretend to listen to what's going on at work. You get go on Bandcamp. Yeah, you have a little look, and then you you get all their, their good good stuff. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a few. I think they're only Bandcamp only releases, maybe CDs as well. But um, there's a band called Verian, which is V E R Y A N. Their album Ebb and Flow, I'd, I'd highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, the the Gulf Fire, uh, Gulf Fire G U L F F I R E one word, uh, Mission Tapes Volume One. She's all electronic stuff, uh, a bit creepy. Uh, yeah. Good, good soundtrack for this these dystopian times. Yeah. Um, and the the Revolutionary Army of the Infant Jesus, uh, they've got new new stuff coming out as well, which I would highly recommend. Um, you can, I think you can still get their two LP offer off through uh, Bandcamp as well. Uh, so check that out. Okay. Uh, whilst we're whilst we're on the subject, I'll say I've been also been enjoying Axolotl Mexican. And Bryn, mm. Bryn, uh, and also Synthetic Villains, which is one of the blokes out of Pilfangs and um, Three Dimensional Tanks. It's his Excellent. kind of solo project, and that is, that's really good. Uh, mm. We might be hearing more of that on future podcasts. I noticed when we were listening to the song there, Kicker, uh, and again, mm. I should point out to the listener that we aren't in the same room. We're both in isolation no. in our separate houses, in case you thought that this was some kind of illegal <laughs> gathering. Um <laughs> Uh, at one point, you laughed in, in, as, as you were listening to that. What, 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 what I did laugh, that? yeah. Well, the song changed, didn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, a shift in uh, gears. I, I wasn't yeah. really expecting what he went into. Um, but I like that very much. And the, the sort of the stuttering uh, synthesizers at the end were great. I really thought that was very, very good. Yeah. Uh, well, the rest, of the, the rest of the album is more like that starting bit of the song. Oh, right. Not quite okay. as gentle. I as think that. The, com- the combination, the, the juxtaposition, if you will, uh, was was what made it for me. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. On to the next song. Well, you they're French, right? You yes. They're French. Yes. Uh, well, I think I think it's time for us to go to to Germany. Jetzt haben wir Bo und Bodo mit unser Stil und Funke. Was die vorgeht? Here's sind unsere deutsche Korrespondentin zu helfen. Hello. Hallo. Was alles, denn? Alles gut? Gut, alles, alles gut. Ja. Wunderschön. Und, und was denn? Also Funky, Max verlädt mit seiner Orgel einen Klangteppich, der seinesgleichen sucht. Paul Weller spielt verrückt. Alles klar. Stimme klingt gut. Du 
funky i mean i liked it a lot yeah. but it, it wasn't mm. particularly funky it's the most misleadingly titled song about <laughs> funk since that uh there's a there's a cocteau twins one isn't there cherry color cherry covered funk or something it's called mm. it's on the heaven of las vegas it's not funky at all and it's just her uh, it's would you say that's groovy though it's groovy oh i liked it i, I like i like the cocteau twins song as well but it's not funk you know. No, well, fair enough. But did he? I mean, it's in James, German. Obviously. James Brown would be but fining they... them for the lack of the fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's in German. But uh, did you pick out any of the lyrics? I wondered if you you called. I the heard them say "funky, funky, funky" quite a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, well, they, that, no, I don't speak German. Well, no, but they, they talked about ein sexy ding. A sexy thing? Yes. Ah. And they, and they name-checked Errol Brown. Ah, the original sexy thing. Yeah. The original sexy thing, yeah, exactly. No, he um, wasn't the sexy thing. He was singing at the sexy thing, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't singing about himself. Yes. That would be, that would be weird. Yeah, Any other words you picked out in there? Oh, there's quite a lot in there, yeah. But yeah. I can't remember now. It's, it's been and gone. But uh, I wanted to tell you about the record label it's on, actually. Okay. Um, it was it was, it was a early 90s record. It's a seven-inch single. And I don't know if, you, if you'd be able to appreciate the cover of the single, but I'm going to try and show you on the camera now. Okay, I'm uh, trying to see it, yeah. Can, can you see the... I can see rather... a nice font, uh, and I can see two blokes, presumably mm. Bo and Bodo. Hang on, there's more than two blokes there. Hmm. There's three blokes there, isn't there? I think there are five, actually. Five? I don't, well, that's misleading. Five, yeah. So not only is it misleadingly titled, but they're, they're misleadingly named as well. They are this is very, the Ben Folds very... Five all over again. <laughs> they're very trendily dressed. I mean, they're all wearing very nice slacks, they I are. have to say. Yes. Um, anyway, it's, it's released on the, the Get Happy uh, record oh, label. Like yeah. Uh, which you might recognise the reference to there. You actually, get happy! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Uh, the record label is out of Frankfurt, and it's a record label I like very much. Um, the reason I know about them is that in the early nineties, they they released um, a guided by voices compilation called "An Earful of Wax," um, which uh, put together sort of a, a selection of songs from guided by voices first four albums, the one be ones before Propeller, so quite rare stuff. Um, and that record itself is actually quite rare. They also put out their own uh, copy of Devil Between My Toes, which is the, the Guided by Voices debut album, really, yeah. um, which is also uh, goes for big money. And I have a, a copy of it and uh, sent in a box which has Guided by Voices um, spray painted into the cover as well as the address, right. uh, which I'll put up on our... Um, page, yeah. Post. I was going to say, don't get it out now because it's not really great radio, is it? No, 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 no. Uh, I, I mean, I, I won't yeah. get anything out that, you, that you, you can't really appreciate. Yeah. Um, but yes, cool. Uh, and, and just very finally, the, the last thing it says on this record cover at the back is it quotes Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a Rod Stewart quote, and it says, <laughs> Yeah, he is funky, yeah. And it says, It's a goal, right? Yeah, that's a Rod Stewart quote, is it? It is, yeah. Ah, ah. Is that from a song? I've no idea. No, he, no. he likes football, doesn't he? He does like football, yeah. yeah well, he's, well, I mean, Brentford. Isn't he supposed to be a Brentford fan? He, he, he's supposed to be a Scottish fan, isn't he? He's well, not he's, Scottish either. He's supposed to be Scottish. Yeah, he's he's about, not Scottish, is he? He's about as Scottish as I am. Yeah. Right. Uh, in fact, I'm more Scottish than he is. I'm putting well, that out there. Muck, muck I'm putting that right? out there. Anyway, uh, it's time for the lucky dip. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. Yes. So I've got... You, you chose a number. Do you remember? You Back in the day, yeah, a few days ago, yeah, I asked you to choose a number between one and sixteen. Yes, uh, I chose seven. You chose seven exactly. So I've got box number seven out mm. from the garage, okay, uh, and it's sitting over there on the sofa. Okay. So okay. there's again, there's three rows, top, middle, and bottom. There's, mm. I'm, I'm estimating about eighty CDs in each row. It gets a mm. bit complicated because this this box is so crammed that there's a few extra ones down the sides and stuff. Oh dear. Uh, but I'm still going to count those because th th there's no room to file them. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm still going to count those. So so do you want to give me a top, middle or bottom row and a number between 1 and, let's say, 18? 
Okay, well, I'm going to choose the, the middle row, so row number two. Yeah. And I'd like CD number six, please. CD number six. Okay, can I just, well, um, just before I get up over there and walk over there to get it, I'd just like to give a shout out to Pompey Mike, who, mm. listen, Mike, who listened to the last podcast. So a shout out to Mike in Portsmouth. He listened to the last podcast and he said he got your reference to David Batty before you said it was a David Batty reference. Well, let's see if he gets this then, because I've chosen box seven, right? row, row two, yeah. CD6. So, Pompey Mike, what's the, what's the Leeds connection to 726? Uh, is, it, is it something to do with... Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I won't say it because it'll upset you. <laughs> Is it a dog hunter thing? The six? It, yeah. One, anyway, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. No, how many songs but on there it? There are ten songs on this. Okay. And it's actually an artist we've played on the podcast before. Yeah. So uh, what song would you like? What track would you like? I'll have uh, track number six. Track number six. So this is uh, Ted Hawkins. Uh, Excellent. Uh, the best of Rounder Records compilation called Cold and Bitter Tears and track number six is called My Last Goodbye. <laughs> Love, 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 love
wonderful Ted Hawkins. Always a pleasure to play him. I was excited there because not only did I know that the box number seven starts off with, uh, it starts from Gorky's, Gorky's Zygotic Monkey. So it's the very end of the G's and it ends with Lamb Chop. Mm. But when, when you said uh, second row near the start of the second row, I was excited because I knew that what we had in that area they just reel off what we've got in that area for you, right? It goes Go PJ Harvey, Juliana Hatfield, Richie Havens, Ted Hawkins, Gemma Hayes, Isaac Hayes, Lee Hazelwood. Right. And I'd be delighted to play absolutely any of those on this podcast. I mean, obviously, it kind of goes without saying they all they are all my CDs. <laughs> it's not that surprising that I like them, but uh, you know, that's a particularly strong section of the H's, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love Ted Hawkins. Um, I've got a Ted Hawkins story, you know. Well, we, I, I, I just while we've been talking, I've found it's on podcast number forty-eight. So, mm. if you want to hear a story, a very good story about um, kicker sleeping, possibly sleeping with a dead man. No, definitely sleeping with a dead man. Uh, accidentally sleeping with a dead man. Accidentally sleeping with a dead man then you need to go to trustwizard.com and you need to find podcast number 48, which is the first of our two alphabet specials. So it also contained an awful lot of interesting chat about how to file your, your record collection. <laughs> <laughs> kickers Cooking Corner, Kickers Cooking Corner, spelt with three Ks, Kickers Cooking Corner. Yes, it's the KKK, it's all right to like. Kicker's Cooking Corner, and I've been motivated to bring a, a bit of cookery to the podcast by two seismic events. Uh-huh. The first is my discovery via you of the Burning Hells uh, TV show. Oh, yes. Magnificent. Which features, amongst other great things, including What's That Bird? Is it called What's That Bird? I yeah. think it's called What's yeah. That Bird. Yeah. Uh, includes Sha- uh, Ariel Sharat's uh, cookery tips. She cooks yes. stuff off of, off of the internet. Yes, which which I like very very much. So so that's one inspiration. The other inspiration uh, was the fact that I I made a, a pudding and and so pleased was I with my pudding that I put a picture of it on social media. Oh yes, yes, that's and right. You and not only you, but you and quite a few other people described it as being a shit pizza. I didn't say that. I just well, I just that, no I just put I just put an, a, a, an animated gif. Of somebody going WTF, but yeah. because I just genu- I genuinely didn't know what it was, I could tell it was something with pineapple rings. Frankly, it was hurtful. So I'm I'm here to put things right, and I'm going to give you an excellent recipe for excellent. making pineapple upside down cake. Okay. Which, which currently I've now had five times in the last three weeks because it's one of only two puddings that I can make, and the other one is Yorkshire. So that's not really good, is it? So it's, anyway, so for you, 
Chirito, and yep. anyone else who's interested in making a classic English pudding dish, which in fact apparently comes from America, um, this is what you need to do. You get yourself a, a dish, fairly substantial sized dish to go in the oven, and you have a layer of caster sugar in it, and you lay then four pineapple rings in the sugar at the bottom of the dish. Mm-hmm. You then make your, your classic um, cake mix uh, using the, the devil's formula. You're aware of the devil's formula, I take it. Is that anything to do with the devil's interval? Uh, no. The, devil, no. The, devil, the devil's formula for, for cake is 666. Six ounces of sugar. Right. Six ounces of uh, self-raising flour. And six ounces of butter. Right. And you, you mix all that together. Chuck in a little bit of salt, if you wish. Depends mm-hmm. how brave you're feeling. Yeah. Uh, beat that all up into Might take a the nice... taste of the pineapple away. <laughs> Don't put too much salt in it, <laughs> you dickhead. Just a little no, bit. No, I know. I'm, I'm hoping it will take the taste of the pineapple away. <laughs> oh, I, see, I don't puff? like pineapple. <laughs> okay, well... well Hold your horses. Okay. Uh, anyway, so you, you mix all that up like a proper batter. On top of the pineapple, uh, chuck it in the oven uh, until it's done. And you'll know it's done because you stick a fork in it and it comes out and there's nothing on it. Don't overcook it. Don't burn it. Nice and golden brown. And then it comes out upside down. Pineapple's on the top. Beautiful. Bit of custard. Lovely. Now, for those weird people like yourself who don't like pineapple, you can, of course, use other fruit. Um. And I'm I'm going to uh, experiment uh, possibly later this week with an upside down curly whirly cake, uh, mm-hmm. which could be get a bit messy. But you can basically put anything in, anything sweet in instead of the pineapple at the bottom. You mean an actual and curly whirly? You're going to put a curly whirly chocolate bar in there? I'm going to put four curly whirlies in the bottom of the pan. Yeah. Now, now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It might be. A bit, it might now you're talking. Put a picture of that on Facebook and see how many more <laughs> lives, likes you get compared to your blooming <laughs> pineapple monstrosity. <laughs> anyway, that is the end of the first and very possibly last. Play song. Play the jingle again. Okay. It can't be the last one because we've got it's got its own jingle now. <laughs> Kickers cooking corner. Kickers cooking corner. Spelt with three K's. Kickers cooking corner. By the way, I have recently found out from a long-time listener of ours in New Zealand that we now have a second listener in New Zealand. <laughs> so uh, I would just like to give a shout-out to Gus in New Zealand. Thanks for listening, Gus, and yeah. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Yeah. Okay, Kicker, let's introduce your next song. Well, this is this is going out to Gus and, and all our fans in, in New Zealand. Um <laughs> I've been accused in the past of, of being a bit grim and, and miserable, so I'm going to play a happy song now. Um, and nothing really makes me happier than listening to Ivor Cutler. Are you a fan of Ivor Cutler? I am, yes, very much so. Yeah, Yeah. well, I'm not going to play Ivor Cutler, but oh. I'm going to play an Ivor, Cut- uh, Ivor Cutler song. Um, the song comes from Ivor Cutler's album Velvet Donkey. Um, but this this year there's been a... a um, I, I suppose it's a, a compilation... It, Citizen Bravo. Now, I don't know if that is a person or a collective, but under that, that name, Citizen Bravo have released a, a load of covers of, of Ivor Cutler songs uh, on an album called Return to Ye- Yeehop. Yup. 
Um, and they're all great, really good. Um, and it features people like Emma Pollock and Alex Kapranos and uh, Stuart Murdoch. Um, and James Yorkson's on there as well. Um, and it's brilliant. It's an uplifting album altogether. And the song I'm going to play is Yellow Fly. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but this is this is Yellow Fly uh, with the vocals done by Chris Draver, Draver uh, from the band Lau, Scottish band Lau. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you listen to this, you cannot help but feel a little bit better. My father once had intercourse with a polar bear in Canada. If you ask him, he will deny this. Not completely astonished. Canada, he will shout, in a restrained manner, playing for time. So you, you, the bit you just heard there was A Dad's Lapse by the one and only Ivor Cutler from his album Dandruff. 
Yeah, we couldn't really have a an Ivor Cutler section without actually having an Ivor Cutler in it, could we? Yes. And, and I don't know if you remember this, Kicker, but many, many years ago, you made me a CD of... Because um, you had a load of John Peel um, shows on cassette. Mm. Which you were digitising at the time, and you basically picked out a whole bunch of uh, Ivor Cutler. Um, you made me a whole CD of Ivor Cutler tunes. That was very kind not of you. Tunes, not tunes, but uh, poems, mainly. <laughs> Uh, which was which was it was very kind of you. Uh, it was very mm. good. Uh, it's still I still listen to because I've only got a couple of actual Ivor Cutler albums, which is that Dandruff one and mm. Jamie Smears are the only actual ones I have. But mm. uh, but I also really like that, um, that that CD you made me. So thanks again for that. No, you're, you're very welcome. But while we're being grateful, um, yes. I'd I'd like to express our gratitude to uh, a new listener, um, Jeff Tyson. Uh, who got in touch to basically tell us that we were wrong. Well, no, I think not, not so we were wrong. I think actually I I suggested I didn't know who was on that orb track we played last time, and you said you thought it was Jello Biafra, and you were right. It was Jello Biafra. I, I don't think I said it was Jello Biafra. Oh, did you I, just not? Said, I just said it sounded a bit like him. Um, ah, yeah. well, well, Jeff t- confirms that it was Jello Biafra, and he tells us that the uh, the spoken word bit comes from Jello's No More Cocoons album so right. thanks very much for that that's that's very good isn't it that's, it's a lot more information than we normally have on this podcast <laughs> yes yeah uh right well you mentioned before about um having time to listen to box sets uh yes yeah. isolation stuff so i've got a track for you from this box set which is called from bopping hillbilly to red hot rockabilly another four cd box set and the four cds are divided up uh thus cd one is called hot guitar CD two, Hillbilly Fever. CD three is called Catting Around, Catting as in with, you know, with an apostrophe. <laughs> Good. And CD four is called Rockin' and Rollin' again with the apostrophes, of course. Of course. Uh, no G's on the end of those words because that would be just for squares. Mm. Anyway, the song I'm going to play for you and the song I'm currently trying to learn uh, on the guitar. In fact, playing on the guitar is pretty easy. Is learning all the words that's proving difficult, uh, and it's this is from the, the CD one hot guitar. Uh, it's by Jim Atkins, and it's called "I'm a Ding Dong Daddy." <laughs> Ding-dong daddy from Dumas, hey, you ought to see me do my stuff. I'm a clean-cut fella from Horner's Corner, and you ought to see me strut. I'm a caper-cutting cutie, got a gal named Katie, she's a little heavy-laden, but I call her baby. I'm a ding-dong daddy from Dumas, hey, you ought to see me do my stuff. Ding-dong daddy from Dumas, hey, you ought to see me do my stuff. I'm a ping-pong popper from Pitchfork Prairie, and you ought to see me strut. I'm a ding-dong daddy, got a whiz-bang mama, she's a Bear Creek baby and an old log jammer. I'm a ding-dong daddy from Dumas, and you ought to see me do my stuff. Daddy from Dumas and you ought to see me do my stuff. 
I'm a popcorn popper from Big Apple Knocker, and you ought to see me strut. I'm a mama making man, and I just made Mary. She's a big blonde baby from Peanut Prairie. I'm a ding dong daddy from Dumas. Oh, you ought to see me do my stuff. Daddy from Dumas, so you ought to see me do my stuff. I'm a cider sipper from Corn Cop Center, and you ought to see me strut. I'm a high-powered pop. I got a gal called Susie. She's a fast-moving mama, but she can't lose me. I'm a ding-dong daddy from Dumas, so you ought to see me do my stuff. We know you were jumping around to that, dancing out, dancing around to that. How could you resist? Probably mm. opening the windows and screaming uh, excitable, excitably at uh, your neighbourhood. And who could blame you? There's some really hot guitar on it's, that. It's, it? Well, it's also it's got a bit of everything. It's got piano solo, it's got great drums, and it's got amazing words. But I'm, yeah. I, I've been doing a bit of research about Dumas. Yeah. The fellas are Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas. Yeah. And I found two places called Dumas. One was in Texas. And what is in Arkansas? Mm. Uh, for the benefit of this next bit, I'm going to give um, Jim Atkins the benefit of the doubt and assume <laughs> he was singing about the one from Arkansas. Okay. Because some of the other th- claims he makes in that song are utterly prepos- preposterous. <laughs> they are anyway. But if, if I'm, get, I'm, I'm just being generous to him, he also says that he's um, from Horner's Corner, mm. right? As well as being from Dumas. Now, Horner's Corner, I found Horner's Corner in a place called Carlisle, Pennsylvania, is, according to Google Maps, is 16 hours drive and 10 minutes from Dumas. Right. So quite how he could be from both those places, dubious. He could have moved, right? That's true, yeah. Uh, there is another Horner's Corner, um, just 45 minutes down the road from me, uh, Horner's, Corner's, Horner's Corner registered childminders in Oswestry, <laughs> of all places. But I'd be surprised... If he was singing about that, he also says at one point that he's from Big Apple Knocker. I did hear that. Yeah, Big Apple. I don't Knocker. believe that. There's no place called. There is no it. such place. No, there is no. It was such just. Place. A, it was there a is, scandalous well, reason there is, excuse to get I mean, some dirty. Again, music. maybe when he made that song, there was a place called Big Apple Knocker. But now yeah. there is a North Apple Knocker Drive in Cobden, Illinois. Mm. And there is also indeed a South Apple Knocker Drive in Cobden, <laughs> Illinois. Um, and, but that's f- five hours, 22 minutes drive from Dumas. And this is Dumas, Arkansas. If you're talking Dumas, Texas, it's even further. <laughs> yeah. um, so what, what, what are you telling us? He also says he's from Corn Cob Center. No such place. Doesn't exist. Are you telling us that Jim Atkins is making, a, making this up as he goes I think along? he's making some bold claims that I'm not sure he can, he can back up with substantiated facts. Corn Cob no. Center. No such place. I found a Corn Cob Island in Georgia. 11 hours and 54 minutes drive from Dumas. And again, that's Dumas, Arkansas. Do you know, I fucking hate that song now. As for Peanut Prairie, and indeed Pitchfork Prairie, those places don't seem to even exist at all. No hits on Google. No. So, uh, I mean, a great song, but uh, possibly some factual inaccuracies there. The Lying Bastard. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for your lucky dip. 
No, no, well, no. I choose a record. You're lucky. You're yeah, lucky. you're lucky. I choose a record at random from your yes. copious, voluminous shelves. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. So uh, remind me again how many shelves you got. Okay, so there are there are twenty two uh, shelves with records on vinyl records on, um, and last time you very cleverly chose ten, which was I have to tell you one of three guided by voices shelves. Right. Can you find okay. another one? Well, you just said twenty two, so uh, Ron's twenty two, of course. We're on our way. We are Ron's twenty two. Uh, <laughs> the England World Cup squad of nineteen eighty two, which I believe were numbered alphabetically. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm just I'm just googling that mm-hmm. uh, because if they were I'm I'm going to choose Ray Wilkins number whatever that is unless well, it's... So you you want shelf twenty two do you well uh, possibly I don't know I'm just looking oh, I mean he right. might have been uh, this might take a while because I'm looking up the squads I'm sure this England is very entertaining squad, for everybody England squad uh, we were in uh, come on where, where's this first group stage that's what we want. Uh, mm. Of course, we opened with a game, that famous game against France, if you remember, where Brian Robson scored the quickest goal in World Cup history at the time. Yeah, is that right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pause the recording for a minute. Trustthewizards.com. Middle-aged men with a podcast. How original. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> OK, so it wasn't the 82 World Cup where the squad were numbered um, alphabetically. Uh, it, uh, they were just numbered normally. So anyway, Ray Wilkins' squad number in that uh, World Cup was number 19. So I'm going to go for that, please. Okay. Just just one second. So go to show I'll take my headphones off. Okay, I've come back again because yep. uh, I need to ask you what number record you want from Oh, that. right. So uh, Ray Wilkins was born, it says here, on the 14th of September 1956. So I'm going to go for 14. Please. 14 record in box number 19. Four, record number 14 from box number 19. Okay. Oh, he's gone to the far end of the room, listener. He's, uh, uh, which I know for a fact is not where he keeps the Guided by Voices records. I can see some letters down there, and I'd say he's around about the K or L or M area. Uh, don't let me see the record now. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to show you the record, but uh, I can tell you that there are 17 tracks on this record. 17? Yeah. And it ha- is it, how many on side one? Eight on side one, nine on side two. Oh, I, I think worked, the first, that the first song might be, might be a, a little intro thing, so perhaps not number one. Okay, let's go for track number three on side one, please. Okay, so this is, you've chosen very well, actually. This is uh, the album, There's a Bar Around the Corner from Jenny May. And track number three is One We Kiss.
that was the the late great Jenny May Leffel as Jenny May from the album. There's a bar around the corner. Assholes. I've missed that bit off when I first told you what the album was called. Um, that, sorry, that's the name of the album. There's a bar around the corner. Uh, assholes. Yeah. Ah, is that for? I'm, I'm just guessing. Is it? Is that nineties? Is it? Yes. Ninety-five. Uh, I'm going to say yeah. Ninety-five. Has a bit of that yeah. kind of uh, Veruca salty. Even throwing muses kind of feel to it, doesn't it? I like the, yeah. the guitars on it. Fantastic. Sounded great on well, headphones. Uh, yep. That's uh, the album's on um, Anyway Records, um, and Anyway Records famously released a, a split single with Jenny May LaFell and Guided by Voices in '93. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, the fantastic song "If We Wait," the Guided by Voices song. Red Chair was the Jenny May LaFell song. Um, anyway Records. Um, I'm not sure if it's run by, but certainly in, involved uh, Kyle Sowash. Oh, right. Kyle So, yeah. I think you might have recognised that name. From, Kyle Sowash of the Kyle Sowashes. From, from the band the Kyle Sowashes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, who played bass with uh, Detective when they came and played in Liverpool a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm mates with Kyle on, on social media and thoroughly enjoyed the fact that he was uh, he did a DJ set uh, last Friday, a week, a week, two weeks ago Friday, uh, from his basement, yep. um, and there appeared to be his family were chipping in with things to play and various other people. But he played two records for me, nice. which I thought was was very kind of him. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. So I, I look him, look him up on Facebook actually because he he does these DJ sets. I think every every Friday at the moment. I think we I I I I think we're going to play him in a couple of weeks' time. I think we should, uh, shouldn't uh, we? Carl Sowash, because there's a song that's very appropriate. I'll talk to you about it afterwards. There's a song that's very appropriate oh. for our current uh, situations, I think. Yeah, look out, Kyle, you're going to get another play. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, so uh, uh, on to the next song then? Yeah, it's uh, yours, I think. It is. Right then. Uh, we're nearly at the end of the show, aren't we? Okay, yeah. right then. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to a guy. I can't remember his name, but I can remember the name of his website. Uh, the website's called thenewperfectcollection.com and it's a brilliant resource. Uh, and what this guy's called, I think he's called Johnny Johnston, uh, I think is his name. Uh, but what what he's done is there was a book that came out apparently in 1982 uh, which was called The New Perfect Collection, no, which was called The Perfect Collection. And it was a book of, you know, here are all the albums you must own up to this oh, point, yeah. written by a load of music journalists. And... Uh, yeah. This guy has set about single-handedly kind of rewriting that book, but on a sort of blog form and as a collaboration. So what he did was he got he collated a bunch of people's votes uh, for favourite albums. And the first one I wasn't involved with, but the first one he did was up to 1974. Uh, and then the next one was 74 to 85. Uh, and the next one was 86 to 1999, and the next one was 2000 to the present. Mm. And then he compiled those into a top 100 uh, of people's votes uh, for each of those little time periods. He also did an excellent and very, very interesting feature where he put a load of albums who are, which only one person voted for. <laughs> so albums that were maybe not very well known, but were absolutely adored by one person. <laughs> yeah, which like that. was very an interesting idea. And as, as the whole website is is beautifully put together, it's very very informative, and um, it's um, it's given me loads of loads and loads of new albums to go and listen to. Um, 
not that not that the one I, the song I'm going to play is from a new album, but uh, what I found, which was interesting, is that when you look at the the records up to 1974, and I guess probably the reason for this is because most people voting in it weren't alive when those albums came out; they weren't contemporary, and also there were the less less music being put out, but. Broadly speaking, there's a much greater consensus with those what are the great albums from those years. Mm. And I suppose the reason why is, is, is probably because, you know, I wasn't alive when Love Made Forever Changes. So I've gone back and listened to that already having been told that it's a classic great album. That I which would, it is. It, which it is, of course, yeah. Um, uh, but, but, I mean, I'm, I've never listened to most of the other Love albums or I've given mm. them a very cursory listen. But I've listened to that one loads. So therefore, yeah. I like it a lot more, yeah. um, and uh, so that's because the the, the kind of uh, the the textbook of what are classic albums from that era has already been written. But you, what you notice is as you go through the time periods, the more recent you get, the more diverse the choices are, and the more uh, the less clear the actual answers of what people's favourite albums are, because mm. there's so many albums that come into the reckoning. Anyway. What I did is I looked at the... Uh, I, uh, you, what you had to do is nominate 35 albums from each time period. Mm. And I looked at the 35 albums that I nominated for the 74, 1974 to 1985 thing. And there was very few artists on there that we've never played before on the podcast. But I'm pretty sure we've never played the Congos. Uh, which oh, yeah, okay. uh, I, I'll tell you a little story about this album because um, I bought this album by mistake. Um <laughs> I used to go to um, the electric ballroom in Camden uh, and in the afternoons and they used to have a bloke on there who'd play old reggae songs. Yeah. Uh, and this was in the early 90s. And um, one of the songs he used to play was a song called Open the Gate. Uh, and I really liked that one. Uh, so I was in the top floor at Tower Records uh, in, in Piccadilly Circus where they kept all the reggae and the folk and all that kind of stuff. And I mm. saw this this album had been re-released with a double CD with extra tracks on it. This is Heart of the Congos. Heart of the there. Congos, yeah. Mm. Which was number 19 of people's favourite albums. And That's the highest album. the highest ranked reggae album uh, of, of in that in that list. Uh, which it starts with Fisherman, right? That's right, yeah. And I was pleasantly yeah. surprised that... that uh, um, but anyway, the, the re-release is on Blood and Fire Records, and people say Mick Hucknall's never done anything good, but <laughs> he he owns Blood and Fire Records and has been responsible for an awful lot of good reissues of classic reggae stuff. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, I, the reason why this caught my attention when I picked it up in Tower Records because I noticed there was a song in it called Open the Gate, and I thought, oh, that's that song I keep hearing. Uh, it's not. It's oh. a totally different song, called, but with the same title, also called Open the Gate. Well, lyrically, is it not called Open Up the Gate? Uh, this song's called "Open Up the Gate," yeah, yeah. And the song you were you were thinking of is called "Open the Open Gate." Open the Gate, but I mean, lyric lyrically, it's all broadly the same. You know, is it about all, opening gates? It's it, specifically uh, Zion. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah not gate. not just any old gate. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So to it's be fair, I'd be happy to open a gate these in these times. Yeah, the yeah, it would be it would be like a day out, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a path to open your gate. Oh, what a treat! Um, Anyway, long story short, uh, I didn't have the song on it that I want. I still don't know what that song is. So if anyone's <laughs> listening and knows a reggae song called Open the Gate or mm. that has the lyric Open the Gate featuring uh, prominently in it, uh, then please let me know because it's not the one by the Congos. Um, 
so uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm not gonna play "Open the Gate" because I'm still angry with that song. No, not really. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna play "Lala Bam Bam."
That was uh, La La Bamba by the Congos. La La Bamba. What the La La Bamba. Daniel in the Lions did lots of Old Testament stuff in that, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, I'm not really um, well versed on the Old Testament, but most of what I've learned about the Old Testament has come from vintage reggae records. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was. uh, We started started with an educational song, and there's another one. Yeah, we've covered all kind of ground, haven't we, tonight? Yeah, um, talking of education, can we educate the listener in, in terms of what they should be reading or watching on telly? Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we're, we're our regular feature of uh, how we're staying sane during the mm. lockdown. Mm. Uh, or, or uh, Yeah, OK. Um, go on, you go first. What have you been watching or enjoying? Well, I've discovered uh, what you really want these days is, is you want something, a, a series that's got fucking loads of of episodes right because you want to be sat there for hours watching this mm-hmm. uh, and we've we've started watching um uh, prison heist no money heist it's called money oh, yeah. heist yeah are you, are you aware of this i watched a couple of episodes and then i saw how many episodes there were and gave up because ah. i i don't have the commitment to uh you know so I it's, a, it's a spanish a spanish yeah uh, it was very show. good the first couple of episodes yeah. i saw was very good but i just thought nah there's too many of them yeah, but you're you're a lightweight, but it, but it's uh, I, I think we're we're nine in into series one, and I think there are four series, and uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoying that. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, even 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 before the lockdown, and I suppose I, sh- I should maybe I should change this attitude, but I'm I'm very easily put off by numbers of episodes. Um, if it's got too many episodes, and I think you know, like The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, with neither of which I've ever seen, I know enough about them to know I'd really like them. But, yeah, you know, I mean, how many episodes of The Sopranos are there? How many series is like? I don't know. But, but there's a, like, let's say there's 100 there's a episodes lot, but... and each one's a couple of hours long. There's not 100. There's not 100. All right, well, 50 then. Uh, there's, there's still 50 episodes. Each one's a couple of hours long. That's 100 films. I could watch 50 films, 50 different films what? with 50 different stories. What else are you time. doing? Well, what, I could watch 50 different films. Well, I'm coming okay, up. Tell I, me a I, film I, I should tell, Well, I've tell, you probably won't like it, but uh, I've discovered... <laughs> I've discovered that um, one of my annoying bugbears uh, is that the film four show a lot of good films, but um, if you miss them, there doesn't seem to be any way of watching them back. But I've discovered recently you can. Uh, that all four uh, does have some of the films that are on film four uh, on there. And they've had a series of, uh, sort of creepy horror films on there lately, so I've been enjoying some of those. Uh, I re-watched Sightseers, which I saw on film four quite a few years ago and loved and watched it again and loved it even more um there's uh one called the witch which is excellent it's very creepy and and pretty grim and weird very weird it's by the same i i accidentally saw a brilliant film at the cinema a few months ago called the lighthouse my car was getting fixed and they said it's going to be a few hours so i wandered over the road to the cinema and there was this film called the lighthouse on which i'd never heard of never seen it was it's brilliant uh one of the best films i've seen in years uh, but it's very bizarre, mm. and The Witch is by the same director. Uh, mm. Neither of them, they're not for everyone, because they're pretty out there and pretty weird, but mm. they were very good. And I also watched, uh, see, I've, I've watched the whole of this thing, Tiger King, that everybody's raving about. Oh, yeah, I watched that, yeah. And that was all right, it was all right. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, eight episodes, um, It, it could the story could have been, with a bit tighter storytelling, you could have done that in four episodes. Um and I've also watched a thing that was recommended to me called Don't Fuck With Cats, which is also on Netflix, which is another true crime thing. Um, 
and the storytelling is just much better. It's over in three episodes, and uh, you know, frankly, a lot more happens in that than that happens in in Tiger King. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty grim. Uh, and it's true yeah. crime, and it's not very nice. Some of the stuff that goes on in it, that's putting it mildly. What's it uh, called? Don't fuck with cats. Okay. Uh, Which is is, a, is more good advice. Well, yeah, I mean, it, he he doesn't literally do that, but um, it starts off with I'm not going to sp- spoil anything, but it starts off with uh, a guy who puts a video on online of him um, doing unpleasant things to cats, but not that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but um, uh, you don't see any of this. I'm I'm glad to say. Uh, but mm-hmm. then it's the story of some people who see this online and are absolutely outraged by it and decide to do something about it. And that's where it starts. And oh, it, the vigilante it, thing. Yeah, well, yeah, they just decide to try and track this person down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, I, I don't want to say any more than that, cause, but, it, but oh. it's, it, I thought it's excellent. And What are you reading at the moment? I'm still reading the same things I was reading la- last time I spoke to you because I haven't finished them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so, uh, I think I mentioned, did I mention the Daniel Rachel book? I can't remember. I'll mention yeah. it again anyway. It's uh, called Walls Come Tumbling Down, and it's kind of oh, like an oral history of, sort of Red Wedge and Rock Against Racism stuff. I think well, I, 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 I tried, it last time. I tried, to imp- I tried to improve myself by reading a classic. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I, people have their problems, don't they? But uh, one of my problems is is that we were going on a boating holiday this year, which has been cancelled. Yeah. Um, so uh, I bought two books to read on, on the boat. Moby Dick? Uh, no. Uh, one of which was Three Men in a Boat by uh, Jerome K. Jerome. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you read it? Uh, I vaguely remember. I think I was supposed to read it when I was at school. Yeah, I vaguely well, remember Mr. it being one of those books that I was doing at O level or A level, and I was one of. The, oh, I never read it. I think I read the yeah, Cliff's I, Notes. From... I never, I never did read it, but uh, Mrs. O'Ells did read it at yeah. school, and uh, so I started reading that, and I thought, well, it's better than I thought. God, it's tiresome. <laughs> oh, absolutely turgid. Right. You know, and and it's a rarity for me, but I've I've given up. Yeah. Bollocks to me. It's, it's, it's only 160 pages long. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm not reading that. Yeah. You know what I am reading? I'm no. reading this. Oh, yeah, which I recommended to you last time. Yeah. Amazingly, amazingly, yeah. what a coincidence. Sent to me. Sent oh, to yeah. me in the post. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. It's very good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so very, oh, very, I should, very should say well to the listener who, who perhaps can't see that I've, I've shown, shown to read the <laughs> uh, greetings from Berry Park, the uh, Safraz Manzor book. Uh, yeah, no, excellent. That's a proper book. Yeah. Bollocks to J- Jerome K. Jerome. Your absolute re- shite. Your review of Jerome K. Jerome reminded me of many years ago where I, I when, when they first brought out those paperback books that you could buy classics of at 99p. And I oh, bought yeah. The Great Gatsby, and I read it. <laughs> and I then lent it to my good friend, the Lancashire Toreador. And then yeah. uh, a few weeks later, he gave it He gave it back to me. Uh, and uh, um, I said to him, uh, all right, what do you think of it? And he just went, Gatsby's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a, a three-word review. Yeah. yeah, good. Right, yeah. well, should we play a final song and then go away? Yes, good idea. All yeah. right, well... It, it's um, 25 years ago this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favourite records was released, and uh, actually, it was it was the first Guided by Voices record or album that I I bought um, when it was released. Yeah. Because the first the first Guided by Voices record I ever ever got hold of was a uh, an EP from ni- in 19, 1994 uh, that Peel played when I was overseas, and I and I, I got hold of it probably within six months, but. Uh, 
the album Alien Lanes was the one that followed that. I went back and got B thousand, and Alien Lanes was the next album. So Alien Lanes came out twenty five years ago this month, and uh, there's a reissue actually. I think uh, Matador are presumably doing something uh, to celebrate the fact that it's the uh, one of the finest records ever made. <clears throat> um, anyway, I went back and, and played it as I, I tend to do, and interestingly enough, a lot of the lyrics seem to be very applicable to um, our current situation in terms of isolation and, and so on. But the song that, that really, really hit home, uh, especially with, with the fact that as we're sat in at home and, we, and we, we are eating more, and I'm certainly drinking more, and I felt the line, I'm not here to drink all the beer in the fridge, in the room, in the house, well, actually, I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, so here we go. We're going to finish tonight with uh, Chicken Blows by Guided by Voices. Chicken Blows I listening that's been the trust the wizards podcast episode 93 right 93 right yep yeah. uh with just a couple of uh things to mention before we go uh check out our website trustthewizards.com uh one of the albums we've been enjoying very much lately is seaside donkeys by percy and we did an interview with them uh on our website uh so go and check that out 
Uh, we want to mention also Spare Snare, right? Yeah, Spare Snare are doing uh, listening parties every Monday at 8pm UK time, uh, going through uh, their albums in reverse chronological order. Um, Jan's on there uh, answering questions and, and making comments about the songs. Very good value. And we've both check, been... check them out on Twitter. Uh, they don't really need a plug because they're very, very popular already, but uh, Tim Burgess from the Charlatans is doing his listening parties as well. We've both been on a few of those, haven't we? Yeah, I, lo- I love the Martin Stevenson one. I don't know if you caught that. I, I wasn't on that one. I was on the Pogues one last night, uh, Rum Sodom mm. in the Lash, which was great. Um, I'm in a hurry to finish the recording this podcast because Billy Bragg's doing one tonight uh, with uh, Don't mm. Try This at Home. I did the Prefab Sprout, Steve McQueen one. I did New Order, Power Corruption and Lies. Um, mm. I don't know about... A, a the Breeders are on Sunday. Yeah, and uh, Aztec Camera's coming up. Uh, there's the, the 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 is coming up. Yeah, um, there's some been some really good ones. I've been on a couple of others, but I can't. Oh oh, Star Council, Star Council one was great. Yeah. yeah. So that's Tim Burgess on Twitter as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, just go to Tim's Twitter listening party dot com. Is the website you want to listen to? He's got okay. the dates of all the ones they're doing. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, well, that's it, isn't it? Uh, well, I just wanted to give one other shout out, which was to the band Slum of Legs whose new album, uh, I forgot to mention when we were talking about things that we've been getting us through this week. Uh, new album mm. by Slum of Legs, a band from Brighton, and their album is called Slum of Legs. So give Good that time. a shout out. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks' time. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>